0: And we're back, everyone. It is June 6th-ish. We're still doing our catch-up from the COVID episode. And we're going to do it rather quickly. Uh, All of a sudden, you guys are going to have an onslaught of episodes. We wrote, what, 14 episodes?
1: I'm going to let you take credit for writing 14 episodes. I'm here to (laughs) provide commentary and help you remember some details.
0: Thank you. It was... And it's always going to be a group effort. It's never just me. But at any rate, today's episode is number 522. It's a Monday, therefore we're talking about leadership. Ms. Kelly Callahan is here, and she is going to read the gift of the day.
1: Step aside, I'll take it from here. What you can learn from bovines.
0: Good one. And sad to disappoint everyone today, because we are stone sober. The (laughs) last few were a little bit sloppy, so after reviewing them, and believe it or not, we did edit them.
1: We really did. A lot. (laughs) Many, many minutes were
0: cut. Oh my God. Things were said that even shocked us.
1: Yeah, it wasn't right.
0: Yeah. The whole drink. No, no. What is it? I have a t-shirt that says it write drunk edit sober we oh, definitely did why. that
1: yeah i think some editing was was not completely sober but we we did our best to to make it palatable for for all y'all
0: true well I, now that you say that i'm now curious and i'm gonna have to go back and listen to them what we posted
1: mm-hmm. i'm sure there's some risque mm-hmm. things
0: that snuck through but
1: and did you just delete the the parts that were cut? Like, did they just disappear? What oh, happens they disappear. To... Oh, that's
0: Yeah, fine. sometimes I'll copy and paste them into a, a blooper reel, but right. not this last one. No. No, these were so vile and... Not
1: family-friendly.
0: Overtly sexual. I mean, innuendo is funny, right? Yeah. Innuendo. I was just innuendo. Wow. And it picks up from there. Anyway.
1: We, we are sober, people. We are sober. It is 11 a.m.
0: Yeah, I... I drank a kombucha and a protein shake, and that's all I've had today.
1: I'm so. on coffee and water.
0: Unreal. Anyway, <laughs> this episode is dedicated to a cow. Do you remember the cow's number? It was 18-something. 18?
1: I don't. Uh, I don't. I have a picture of him or her, but it's blurry, so I didn't yeah. get the number. So. But we'll remember when we, when we see it again. Yeah.
0: Shout out to our favorite cow. Uh, but before we talk about the cow, we're going to talk about the connection between the cow and leadership among folks that proclaim to be leaders. And yeah, one of the comments that I made in this recent episode of Sonnet Hill was a failed attempt at leadership and what I would consider to be the, if this isn't a thing, I don't even know. I, I just made it up. I call it the dragon slayer conundrum.
1: Yes, I asked you about that um, when I saw it last night, and I'll let you explain it. Um, I just want to set the set the stage a little bit. So suffice to say that the day ended far differently than we could have imagined when we left Monterey. Right. We were leaving Monterey to go back to San Jose, and um, you got a phone call that changed everything.
0: Yeah, and it was a, a weird phone call. It was from... The company that I more or less reported to, and we'd become friends over time. And so most of the conversation was very casual, like starting an email with "Hey," right? Not mm-hmm. very professional, not polished, none of that. No. Uh, stick in the ass type of button down suit wearing talk. Right. Uh, so it was kind of odd, but not really because this guy's odd to begin with. But true. Uh, the voicemail was very robotic and very to the point and very professional. Thank you for calling. Have a nice day kind of thing. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah. So we called him from the car. Like Kelly said, we were on our way to San Jose. That reminds me of a song. I'll drop it in here. Do you remember that song? I do. Oh, God. My parents used to play it over and over. At any rate, we were on our, en route to work, albeit a little late, and he announced that he was going to allow me to retire several days early, and actually a month early, a month and a half Six early. Six weeks. Yeah. And that I would be paid for that stretch, and that I would be vacating the building on the 15th of June, which, uh, what was my initial reaction, Kelly?
1: um you know when you like make a fist and you extend it and then you pull it toward you and you kind of put your front teeth
0: over your lip
1: you know how people do that when they're like
0: yeah yes that's very good that's so incredibly descriptive of what it was and you were driving when, when yeah. all of
1: this was, was going down Yeah.
0: so I, I fist pumped and did bite my upper my lower lip and I was excited <laughs> And uh, but then it like hit me like well wait a minute they're not ready
1: No. I was shocked. You had to clarify when he said the 15th. I I was thinking he must have meant July 15th, not June 15th. That's what I thought
0: too. Because
1: June 15th is a week away.
0: Right. And it was just way too early, premature. The the ducks were not in a row. No. No, no. Nothing's really been... Well, things have been handed off, but in in such a small magnitude. Very haphazardly. And I had a lot more to contribute as far as leadership went. And i'm I was ready, <laughs> but Clearly. they were ready, but it like I said it was the it was to me it felt like the dragon slayer conundrum mm-hmm. step aside, son, I'll take it from here, and if you're not familiar with this concept of the dragon slayer, it's I think it's mythology, it must be mythology because dragons aren't real, but the king would hire a dragon slayer, a very strong and skilled and crafted knight that would track down the dragon, slay it, bring it back to the kingdom, and then in public with all the subjects witnessing, the king would take the sword and plunge it into the throat of the dragon, Mm -hmm. taking claim and ownership of slaying said dragon. None of it, of course, was, it was all theater, none of it was the king's doing aside from writing the check or the bounty or whatever the Mm -hmm. dragon slayer got, but it was supposed to be an imagery thing where the subjects of the kingdom felt like, oh, look at our king, and he saved us, and he slayed the dragon. Meanwhile, it was the dragon slayer himself, of course. Of course. That's what I felt like was, okay, I pushed the boulder up the hill. We'll take it from here, but I'm like tapping him on the shoulder going, but the boulder's not resting on the top of the hill yet.
1: No, and you made some clear points about exactly what still need to be addressed before your departure. Right. Which were... I got to say, rejected.
0: I would say. Stupidly so. I would say that the word that I felt best suited that was dismissed.
1: Totally. Totally.
0: Yeah. And I'm like, you okay, You trusted me up until this point to make incredibly sound decisions. And now you're not trusting me with the fact that I know what I'm talking about. There's a sense of urgency in my voice and I actually give a shit. Yeah. And I'm giving you pearls of wisdom here. And you're like, no, nah, nah, we're good. I got it.
1: Yeah. From a distance, he says that.
0: Yeah, from a distance, from a long distance, yeah. not not sitting anywhere near yeah. the kingdom.
1: More than a physical distance, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, more than a physical distance, right? Emotionally, just not invested. So I didn't have much choice, and let's just say I didn't argue.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was stunned. I was sitting there just in shock because. Um, I th- I just assumed that it was going to take the next two months right. to get things into a, um, a place where the handoff, the transition would be um, easy or well done, and and you know yeah. something smooth. you felt good about.
0: There was nothing smooth about it, no. and they wanted me to stay on call, which I'm like, well, you're not really paying me out for the remainder of my time if I'm on call, and that's I don't think that that's going to work out. But anyway. The point that I'm making here, and the combination of these two stories, and the second story is, is a lot gentler and I want to end on a happy note, was mm-hmm. later that day, I believe it was, wasn't it?
1: Well, that's that's the other the way the day went. Uh, we, you got to work in the afternoon. We left Monterey, you know, midday, right. so you got there and you weren't there very long, and it was kind of a ghost town, you said. There yep. weren't many people there. People right. left early.
0: Which was a great indicator of things to come. Right. They, I'm there long hours. Yeah. The new leadership team punches out at like 4, 4.30. Yeah. I'm like, you're not going to get shit done. And the, yeah. They would always ask, how do you get all this done? And I'm like, um, you're not seeing it getting done because you're gone. Yeah. You're not there. right? And yeah. you don't see that I come home and I still do work and that I'm up over the weekend, I'm doing work and, and it, this is a total engagement thing right the the, the the concept of a 40 hour work week in my industry is is bullshit at the, at the very minimum you'd say probably 80 right right on a, on a good week it's 80 hours so mm. they've got a, a shock coming but it shouldn't shouldn't be a shock because I've been talking about it forever.
1: Well, yeah. So the point I think is that you were able to leave, you know, relatively relatively early that day, yep. and you asked me, you know, like, do you feel like taking a walk, or you were going to go to the gym, or come and and we would walk together. And yep. I said, no, let's walk. And we took a walk to remember. Um, I live in a part of San Jose that you know is kind of bucolic, and even though the city has over a million people, it's bigger in population than San Francisco. Um, there are some re- really rural areas, and we had an encounter that afternoon um, with some cows.
0: Which was on the heels of our encounter with the horses and the, the wolf. wolf. It's like, what's going on? I feel like the Wizard of Oz, lions and tigers and bears, oh my. Yeah. This this cow walked over to us. It was through just a chain link fence, nothing sturdy. And I, spoiler alert, it's not secured to the ground, no. like a normal chain link fence. But it ha- it was curious. And normal cows don't just walk over to human beings. But this cow made a beeline to us. We started petting it. And other cows started getting, like, jealous mm-hmm. and rubbing up against us. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> <laughs> there, were, there was green vegetation on our side of the fence. So I picked it. Bits. And it didn't yeah. have... A lot of green vegetation on the other side of the fence. They'd already devastated all of the good stuff, so I started feeding this cow mustard through the fence. And Kelly, <laughs> She's it laughing from there.
1: at me. <laughs> um. All right. So yeah, we found some green weeds and we stuck them through the chain link fence to give to this super curious, friendly cow, who was right there, like snout up to the to the metal, and. From my perspective, the cow was so happy to get some fresh vegetation. Like what I saw was that its eyes started watering. You had walked away to like tend to some other animal, and I was like, "Oh my god, David, it's it's crying, it's crying," because tears were coming down from from its cow eyes. And you came back over, and you were like, "Oh no, I don't think it's crying. (laughs) You know, I think it might be going through anaphylactic shock."
0: Well, I, I, I being stuck in the clinical field for 25 years that was my first i would love to have thought from the heart first like you did but i immediately went to oh my god liability did i just (laughs) kill the the cow by accident is is it because it's on the other side of the fence for a reason because it shouldn't be eating this maybe it's allergic to the mustard (laughs) and i'm like oh we were loving on this thing and then accidentally killed it right Right. which is not true and and it did sneeze a lot but it It and i think it probably was allergic to it but uh, it really enjoyed it. It recovered too. So we kept feeding it, and then it got like cuckoo affectionate, right. like leaning into us through the fence to the degree when we started to walk away, it realized we were walking away.
1: Yeah, the fence started moving, and
0: the fence started bowing. Yeah. Then it started coming out of the ground, yeah. and I'm like, "This fucking cow is trying to go home with us."
1: Big animals. They were big animals. Yeah,
0: and the massive and very yeah. square. Yeah, and, and we were joking later on, had the cow gotten through the fence, <laughs> there's no way it would have made it up the stairs to your place.
1: No. <laughs> it would have gotten that, stuck. Yeah, no. But they, there was
0: there was a, a moment where we were both thinking, this cow's coming home with us.
1: Yeah, he's coming through the fence for yeah. sure. And if he came through, you know, who's to say the other ones wouldn't have followed? It, uh, right. So it, it was precarious for a moment.
0: Yeah. But the, the lesson that I took away in combination of those two events that were, in my opinion, very similar was the cow knew... When to stop? The cow knew that this was not a good idea, that it wasn't prepared for the outside, that that it wasn't going to be able to manage on the other side of that mm. fence. So it stayed mm-hmm. on that side of the fence and stayed in its lane. And yeah. if the cow was only there to tap the person on the shoulder that we spoke about earlier in the episode, the one mm. that decided in their infinite wisdom that I needed to take off. 6 weeks early without having completed the transition that person might have learned something from the cow that day.
1: Animals know so much, you know, they yeah. they just are wise in ways that people can't be because we ignore our our higher wisdom.
0: Yep. Well, and see this is again Kelly and I are observers. This is what we do. The average person is not going to take away a leadership lesson from feeding a cow through a fence. No. I mean, most people wouldn't even feed the cow through the fence. So yeah. Not to beat our chest. But guess what? I hear that homework bell going off. Can you imagine what this homework might be about, Kelly? (laughs)
1: I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Lay it on us.
0: I want people... I mean, it's been just... It's ramping up. The last couple of episodes have been about interactions with animals. I want Mm -hmm. people to go out into nature... Mm -hmm. And to commune with nature and see what they can take away as far as a leadership message. If you just sit in nature long enough, you will see nature leading.
1: I love it. Document I, it.
0: Yeah. And live it.
1: There's, there's just so much wisdom to be gleaned if you pay attention. And remember that you're part of nature too.
0: Absolutely. So, Kelly, when they're out there in nature observing and gaining leadership skills, what else should they be doing? They
1: should be flying their kites.
0: co Key!